Hi, I'm Marianne Talkovsky, and you're listening to the Humanity Speaks podcast. With over a decade of experience as a holistic health practitioner and face reader, I've read hundreds of faces and elevated how many people see themselves. Every person's facial features tell a story of who they are and who they came to be. And in this podcast, you will hear what people see and learn about themselves while looking in the mirror. You won't want to miss an episode, so be sure to subscribe. In today's episode, I had the honor of chatting with Ashish Kalgankar, who is a handsome, kind, deep, soulful, supportive husband, father, son, friend, and entrepreneur, and so much more. Listen as Ashish talks about who he believes deserves recognition and the surprising thing he believes humanity needs the most. It's inviting, all-encompassing, it's so good. Okay, so today I have Ashish Kalgankar. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Kalgankar. Kalgankar. Okay, it's phonetic like mine, Talkovsky. Yeah. Okay, excellent. On um, our episode today, so I'm really excited to have you here. And I was just mentioning to you, you got dressed up, you look great. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you that can't see him, you're missing out. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, um, I'd love to get a photo so people can see your face too. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, I'm really happy to have you on here today. I know I met you through my husband, Nate. He's been servicing your business, the yeah. Hot Room Yoga. Yes. For how many years has it been? Um, so we've been open for seven years up on the north side. So that's our longest open store. And so he's, yeah, he's been there since the beginning. And, you know, he's um, seen my kids grow up and he's part of the family. So there's nobody that doesn't trust Nate. And um, and it's great because it's, uh, I was talking to him the other day about it. I actually um, had referred him to somebody else who was just very distraught. And he, they called me back and um, they said, this guy is amazing. First of all, the word honesty and integrity comes up so many times when you talk about your husband, which is awesome. Yeah. And they said that the person that they were talking to beforehand told them that they had to spend $3,500 to do something you know, in the middle of COVID, all this other stuff that's happening. It's not like everybody has free flowing money anyway. And just in the middle of COVID, it's even worse. And uh, that Nate came and fixed things for them and they were able to get where they needed to for like a couple hundred dollars. And he was like, I need to give him more money. I said, you know, he's not going to take it, first of all, <laughs> because he's honest. And um, B, you know, it's I always value that about him where he's treats things like they're his own. And so as a result, the product that comes out is so much more, um, as, I'll, as we'll talk about today, there's so much more love in it and there's so much more intention in it that you know it's going to work, you know? And so there's so much of a, a positiveness that comes out of that. So. Yeah, I, I think of him as, I've always told him he's a connoisseur. You know, he provides clever solutions and there's an artistry to what he does. And I think he's gotten to the point now where he charges his value. He doesn't undercharge and he doesn't overcharge. So he's found that sweet spot Good. in the middle. Good. Yeah. And I always say he is a better person than me. Um, and people are like, no, he's not. I'm like, well, I say that on purpose because then he... He loves words of affirmation, so he ends up doing more for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. But I did call him after they called me, and I told him, I said, thank you. Oh, yeah. Because whenever you refer somebody, you attach your name to them. And when they comes back in such a way, you know, now now everything is lifted up, you know. Right. So I, I called him to tell him that, that I am so proud 
that I'm your friend, that you count me in that category, that, um, you know, other people are telling me that this is exactly what I know, is that you have a friend with integrity and who's honest. So it was really nice to yeah. hear that and share that with him. And so. he feels that way about you, I have to oh, say. And So, okay, this is how we start. And I, I know you've heard a couple of episodes. Yeah. So um, I, I have... You look in the mirror. The mirror, yes. Yes, the mirror, and share what you see. Like, you can look at physical features. You can look at even just what you see, the language that happens in your mind when you look at your face. Sure. Um, so, as I was preparing, you know, one of the <laughs> things that I was thinking was that I never really look at myself in the mirror. You know, I... Isn't that crazy? Of course, you groom yourself and right. you clean the gunk out of your eyes or whatever, and you shave, but, like, you never really see so you look but you don't see like intimately yeah yeah and it's kind of scary to do that be like you know like why are you looking at me like who are you and do i know you like you know and that that whole concept of um just when when a, that's why you get so scared when a stranger looks at you because you're like what are you looking at like why are you staring at me and i'm like <laughs> wait that stranger's me looking in the mirror at me and so um yeah uh, that it's hard to do that but so you um, had some practice looking I tried. I tried doing that. You know, I really did. I tried to just, um, because there's a portion of it, which is stillness, right? Which is what we talk about a lot during yoga. There's a portion of it, which is um, meditative, because you really have to look into your eyes and really see what's going on. And there's a part of it, which is this kind of reckoning of sort of, when you do that, and I always found myself sighing when I did that, I'm like, okay, now we're going to have this conversation. We're going to talk about what's going on. You know, it's not about the lines in your face, but like, what did you do today? Or why is this person, you know, not happy with you? Or have you done what you can today to be able to call yourself a good person or exist, like have the right to exist in society? You know, not that the other part of it is that if you don't, that that does, that just means that you have to figure out how you can do it better the next day. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> So there's always that sigh, like, okay, we're going to have this conversation. <laughs> the so, realness, being yeah, real yeah, so, with yourself. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but when I, so there's my sigh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, when I look in the mirror, you know, I, it's, it's hard for me not to look at, okay, well, A, what did you do today? But really, how did you get here? And, um, are the things that got you here the same things that are gonna push you forward? Um, and um, recently we've been doing these gratitude prayers at the end of the day with our kids. So just three things that you're really happy for. And I kind of do them more often during the day than just at three times at night. And it really helps me to um, be thankful for where things are. So a lot of times I'm not thankful. I'm, I'm very difficult on myself. And so I, I decided that once this mirror exercise started that it would be a good way for me to tell me about what I'm doing well. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that in the last year there's been so many changes in my life that I've come, to, I constantly come to this sort of understanding and re-reckoning of things. Um, so just, as a background, I resigned from my job of 21 years in a corporate environment. And um, I didn't realize how toxic it was to me. And it wasn't a... 21 years. Yeah. So, um, and I did really well. 
I did really, really well. I was very happy where things ended in terms of just my accomplishments. I wasn't happy as to how they ended, you know, but it was, I, I made the decision to go. And so, um, when you say you weren't happy how it ended, like, can you say more about that? Yeah, I think that there is, uh, and as soon as it happened, you know, you kind of blame everything else on everything else that's happening, you know, as opposed to sort of what did you do in this process, you know, to get to where you have to. Um, I, I always knew that I would leave, obviously, you would leave a job like that, but I didn't know that it would be, and I knew that I would leave, like, not the, hey, I'm going to have a retirement party, and we're going to have 50 people there, and it's going to be a cake, and all this other stuff. I knew that was not going to happen. It was a matter of either me sort of saying, this is how we're going to end it, um, and or having sort of a, uh, a really understanding of the reality of where things are in a corporate environment and the politics that happens and the fact that your job is your job but you get to do really very little of it a lot of the time at the levels that i was was just sort of managing staying alive you know and that's really not a good place to be i mean there were 500 people on my team so it wasn't like i had you know a little tiny job it was a huge job and when you're at that level with that many um that much responsibility and which kept getting piled on there was no way that you could have sustained it and um what you know, was your role i was a senior director in a finance fun function at a at a large pharmaceutical company so um we got a chance to do everything but i, I started as a sales rep and we moved overseas we did all that great stuff i went to business school and everything and um i uh so yeah at the end of it i was happy to leave i just didn't I just didn't like that aspect of it. I thought I would leave for a different job, you know. But in fact, I and I did leave for a different job. So a year later, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did leave for a different job because I ended up working with my wife and for our business instead. With this and, successful business. I mean, you've um, grown so much. We did. We did. We grew a lot. And we um, even since last year, you know, when I left, we had um, two studios here. Right afterwards, we purchased one. We opened another one. And now we're opening a third. So we'll be at five by the end of this year. Wow. So we've had a lot of growth in that, and um, our team has grown. I'd like to think I'd had some hand in, in doing that, you know, so, um, and that feels really good. And uh, just to get my hands back dirty again, not have to worry about the politics of, of everything. So And it's your business. It's our business. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that feels really good, too. Uh, and especially during these times of this pandemic, where all these things are happening, to be able to figure out how to sustain things moving forward, how to... Um, make sure that we are still addressing the needs of our employees first our customers obviously and then a time where you know the um health physical and mental health of um individuals is so much more vital and important now than it has ever been before yeah um and how, how that kind of fits in and how do we make sure that our mission of sort of bringing that forward is realized even in all the forces that are sort of against you right now so yeah i think of you both as like a power couple and it's just really awesome to see how you you know hearing you talking about the position you were in before and how much you were managing and your responsibilities even though it may not have been in alignment with your values or your lifelong goals you still know what it's like to have um to manage that many people so your vision can expand into that with your growth of your five locations too yeah. like most people when they open a, a yoga studio they're 
sticking with one studio and, you know, it's local and you're, you know, you're going beyond that because your mind is already wired to be able to handle that. So I just want to reflect that in what you're saying here. You know, you're still holding the mirror. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you were talking about uh, this this exercise. So, yeah, like being kinder to yourself was something that came up, the gratitude piece. Um, yeah. Um, and um, just reaffirming the whys as well. Uh, you know, I don't want to uh, say everything is bad because it wasn't because I'm like, oh, well, look, I look good today. Like, that looks good. Like, maybe I should I should keep a mustache and then hear my wife. I'm like, out with the hair, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the other thing that I did when I did the mirror exercise, actually, um, inadvertently or maybe more, you could say inadvertently, but I find a picture of myself when I was younger. So it was like from like maybe 10 years ago, you know, and you look at sort of what features on your face have changed, you know, and so you look at like, wow, this this part of my face or this line got really hardened, you know, because I used to have, you know, everybody used to have like the softer baby face and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, my, my, my smile doesn't reach as widely as it used to anymore. You know, what? why is that? Or uh, did something change in my face to be able to do that, you know? Um, Which line got harder? I feel like my cheekbones got really harder. Like, I feel like, and I'm like, did I lose weight or did I gain weight or what happened? Or, you know, uh, like the actual bones. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I was like, wow, that my facial structure has changed, you know? So, um, and um, yeah, just there's also a component of looking at yourself and seeing other people. So I see traces of my mom and my dad and my face and my brother, you know, and so uh, and they're all great and alive and healthy, but I haven't been able to engage with them for a long time as well. And so, you know, I, twice was it twice when I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, I should call my mom. And then once I actually did call my mom. And so I may try to talk to my parents almost every day, just, you know, even if it's just five minutes that they know that, you know, they're in communication and, and, and it's just, it's not like there's any deep conversations. It's always like, what did you eat? How are the girls? How's he gin? Okay, that's good. I mean, it's fine. It's just a way to stay connected. Connecting, um, yeah. So, do you see your daughters um, in your face or in their face? Do you see their your features? Yeah, totally, definitely, definitely. My older one, I see a lot, but then I also see my wife's uh, features in there as well. And so, um, and uh, yeah, so it's nice. It's nice to see that and. How they're a combination of the two of us. It's just a good reminder. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Can I tell you what I see? Mm-hmm. Like, um, if there's anything else you wanted to add? No, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, I love that you are, you're really into self-reflection. Like, I mean, you've really taken the time to be intentional and purposeful. And there's so much depth there. When it comes to your features, um, and I'll release your hand of the mirror. First of all, can you just sh- say... Um, your your bloodline like where do you come from yeah i i'm um indian uh by origin so i was brought up hindu uh, i'm a brahmin so if there is in in india there's a caste system we're part of the priest caste um and uh it was it's interesting we are you know there's a, literally a billion people in india and when i think about and even looking in the mirror i think about how we're actually not supposed to be here like the the odds of a person out of a billion people coming and doing all of this stuff um, are very, very low. Like it's, you know, the probability is very low. And so um, I am always grateful for that, that somehow 
you know, I was literally born in a village and the place that I was born in is now destroyed. And they had the worst time finding my birth certificate. You know, they're like, well, a lot of times we're like, we don't have your birth certificate. And wow. Well, at least I'm alive. I know that I was born, you know, like my mom's here. So, um, but yeah, it was things like that where there was so much poverty that now coming in and sitting in a studio doing a podcast, you're like, wow, what, how does that, like, that's light years of, of work, you know, that for, for some people and, and we were able to get through it. And so um, very grateful for that. But that's sort of the the bloodline. Wow, that's amazing. And going back to the gratitude piece, and I, I can relate to that too, because I, I was born in the Philippines. And even though I wasn't raised there, I know what it's like to see, you know, um, third world environment. And then, like you said, having all these first world conveniences mm -hmm. and quote problems, you know, yeah. they really, again, the expansion of understanding beyond our own bubbles you know, seeing we're so blessed. There's, yeah. and the opportunity, and you're right to acknowledge like, wow, um, I have really achieved so much. You you have achieved so much in your life and you're still going. So what I wanted to sh share with you, what I see in your face is a couple of things. And usually when I do a, a full face reading, it's an hour long and, you know, um, with the podcast, because there's so many other questions I want to ask you, I focus on a few features. So the first thing that I, I definitely see is um, <laughs> you, you've got this shadowing yeah. underneath your eyes. Yeah. And a lot of times when people see that, they think, oh, I've got, you know, dark circles or, you know. Um, but when I look at you and I see that, I see um, this wisdom and depth. Like in Chinese face reading, this is you know, um, the area of, of, it's called the water element. And if you think about the ocean, like it's still on the surface, but there's so much underneath that you're not aware of. There's so much wisdom and, and unknown uncertainty. And there's a spectrum where we can go into fear. We can go into like courage and, and bravery and wisdom. And you've already like shown, like, like you said, coming out of the village and, you know, to where you're here now. Um, one of the interesting things, and I've always wanted to tell you this when I see when I've seen you, is um, with this feature, you probably get a lot of people telling you things that are deep secrets, mm -hmm. or probably things you really don't want to know. Absolutely, like they probably tell you more than you want to know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot. It's oh, so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Um, there's also in Chinese face reading, it's um, it's called the Shen. Shen is the spirit. And it's expressed in five different elements. Um, and particular aspect of the spirit is called peach luck. And there's each element has a peach luck, um, which is how you magnetize or how you express your spirit in the world. And with this water feature um, that you have, like um, it's called seductive peach luck, which isn't so much like you're seducing people. It's just you draw people right, in. Right. Um, and I'm wondering, because I used to have this experience a lot, too, and I realized with going into practice, I needed to turn it off because I would be in the grocery store or at, you know, the car, buying a car, and the person would be telling me their whole life story. And um, so does does that happen to you? A lot. It happens way too much. <laughs> and, and I have to learn, I guess I have to learn from you how to sort of turn it off a little bit. But and also being in yoga where you are constantly asking people to be introspective and give themselves that time, they you end up being not just a yoga teacher, you end up being sort of like a 
default, you know, psychiatrist, psychologist, or just a friend that who they didn't know they had, you know. And um, so Hey and I constantly get people sharing things with us that they have either not shared with their spouse or their loved ones or anybody for that matter. Um, you know, I, we know things that uh, that someone's going to be separating from their spouse before their spouse does because they told us, you know, and um, and of course we don't share with even with each other. We don't share because we were it's shared in confidence unless it's a safety issue. Then we do share, you know, yeah. that we need to do something about it. But um, it's a lot. It's, it's heavy because then you constantly think about, OK, is this person OK? Are they going to be OK? Do they need this? Do they need money? Do they need food? Do they need whatever? Um, and, um, yeah, it's, uh, and it kind of, I can, like, it can feel it in my stomach too. You know, I can feel it in other parts of my body where you're like, okay, I just need to do this and like get, I, it's here and I need to get, now I need to get rid of it or I need to, need some kind of resolution, uh, to it. So, yeah, yeah. People, you just have this presence where people feel really safe and they trust. And so being able to share those, you know, aspects, um, you know, it's just one of those things that you have a talent of of bringing out in people. And yes, it can get heavy because, like you said, you can carry the burdens of others. And when that happens, that's also another part of your face that I see is I see kind of like this um, plumpness. And that is an earth feature, especially around these lower cheeks. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't think I've talked about this before, but um, in Chinese face reading, they're called money bags. Mm -hmm. And it's the ability to accumulate resources. It's the ability to be resourceful. It's also the ability to nurture and to take care of. So, yeah, that's just a a dynamic that, you know, it's good to be aware of, um, to know, okay, I can bring this out in people. And then, and that's my water energy, but then, you know, the earth energy not to take on too much earth energy is very um much of the empath so you know like you said like in and you have not only this trust energy about you but this paternal aspect to you that i see in your face and these aren't bad things these are wonderful things it's just a matter of like balancing it where it's not going to be depleting you yeah so um one thing i'm glad i'm seeing in your face is um when you smile i do see the joy um (laughs) and then also you've got kind of like nate too this little divot here in the chin (laughs) and um i always told him like he's his is very pronounced um so that is um it's it's a couple of things it's called the it's a fire um feature on the water um a, fi- a fire um element feature on what's known as a water um facial feature so um and i don't i know there there's so many things about these elements um each part of the face represents an element and then there's a specific way that that element can show up that could be a different element so you have a fire um feature on your water chin Mm -hmm. so your fire element here just shows it's um it's not as pronounced as nate's but it's it's with the performer it's i love for people to tell me that i've done well or that you know like the words of affirmation piece we talked about like it's it's like medicine for you Mm -hmm. and it's also um joy it's fun so you've got a really nice balance um a sheesh of the water and the fire here um, and then one other thing I wanted to touch on, well, two more things you've got with your cheeks, you talked about your cheeks here. This is, um, 
this is the metal um, feature. So we have all of these elements in our um, faces and in our personalities. It's just a spectrum. Metal is, um, it's, it's boss energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that after having five studios, you know, running your own business, um, that, you know, this is the feature that's authoritative. So what I love, though, that I see in her face is sometimes people can be so bony. Like if you've ever seen people with really pronounced mm-hmm. cheekbones, um, they can be um, r- extremely authoritative. You have this nice fleshiness. So this is earth um, on top of the cheekbones. So you can be authoritative, but you also have that, again, paternal method of delivery. I don't know if this is resonating at all. No, totally. Yeah. And I think that it's interesting. We always have discussions about how to announce the news. You know, like one of the things that I, I um, would love to have gone into differently in my job um, would have been communications. Because I think that there's a way to say something, even if it's really bad. If it's really good, everybody's like, oh, yeah, just say it. But even then, <laughs> you kind of need to be very careful in how you communicate that. But um I totally agree. I think that the ability to share news or communication in general, it's an art. And I think that no matter what the content of that is, that there's a way to deliver it to have the maximal impact uh, one way or another. Because right? you can minimize it completely and it'll just go away if that's what you want. and Or you can hype up the smallest thing you know, and, and have it be. And, and we do this, right, with like, oh, our, our child took a first step. We hype it up so much. There's videos about it. There's multiple things. There's this step. There's a song associated with it. There's, you know, <laughs> all those other things. But the child took a first step, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> okay, cool. But, uh, you know, and then and then the, yeah, so it, it's, you can blow out communications as, as much as you want and you put emotion behind it or whatnot. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think. Yeah. And yeah. the last thing I wanted to mention is, um, your philtrum, which is this area mm-hmm. here above the lip. Mm-hmm. So um, the Chinese believe that uh, in Chinese face reading, um, the width is going to determine like your health as well as your um, fertility, as well as your creativity. And you have the shape. It's kind of like a triangle where it widens. Mm-hmm. So even as you grow older in, in your older ages, age you're going to um your health is going to flourish as well as whatever creative projects you're birthing just know like that is um you're gonna be extremely successful there i hope so that's thank you (laughs) yeah yeah so so um i i just feel so much comfort in looking at your face you know so um i hope you see that when you look in the mirror i will i'll try to look for the things <laughs> <laughs> we'll look at it one more time but so i wanted to ask you you mentioned about the village you grew up in a village mm-hmm. like can you say more about your upbringing? so yeah so you know so i was born there so it was so my mom uh so the tradition is that when the um woman becomes pregnant she actually goes back home to her mother's house for the last trimester or so and has her baby there and so um, a lot of times, and it, it started, the, the tradition started more for, like, not to be a burden to the husband's family and all this other stuff. And also, when she went back home, that means she wouldn't have to do any work. And so, which is 
exactly how you know so she gets her massages and she gets taken care of by her mom you know there's all these people around it and you do all those other things for the, to make sure that she's comfortable and then, and then the baby's born so That's so different from what we experience here yeah oh yeah totally and so her last so every time so my brother when he was born the same thing that she went home and had the baby and um so where my mom grew up was a, was very much like a a, a place where you know that we had there was an outhouse you know you kind of slept on the floor and they were actually not that bad off considering and relatively you know when you think about it from now you're like there's no way i'm taking my kid there you know <laughs> um and um but it was interesting just to kind of see where they grew up and what they their normal was because my mom's in this country now my parents are in this country now as well and just some of the things that we take for granted you know that over there was everyday life you know like you have to go over there and there's no running water for the plumbing figure out yet this is how you clean yourself and and as much as people like to think that's so dirty it was probably some of the cleanest that you've been in your entire life because (laughs) of the hygiene uh, stuff that they put around it so um yeah so i actually grew up in new delhi so my mom would go home have have us and then my father would see us after like he would get a telegram said hey you have a boy you know wow and so um the husbands don't get to see their kids if their wives go home until they come back with their kid or they go over there to see them, you know? So there's not this like uh, here in the hospital where you're born and your spouse's partner or whomever is standing there and then you can see the kid. It's it's so different. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how it was. My dad's family also, he's, you know, my mom's one of nine. It's, she's one of a lot of kids because some of them passed away and then same thing with on my dad's side last i counted there were 24 grandkids um wow and so of us and so you know everybody uh the, the families that they that we came from there was a lot of um a lot of sharing of everything there's a lot you know electricity goes out there's lots of dirt and dust and all this other stuff and um you know it gets really hot there's no air conditioning you just open the window or you know fan yourself or whatever all that, all that <laughs> stuff you know there is no electricity today so figure it out and um it was a lot of this thing where i feel like um my mom who's been the driving force around us moving and sort of coming to this country and everything else is that when you're in a country of a billion people and they say there's water in the morning or milk or whatever it is if you're not at the front of that line getting that milk or that water or whatever ration it is for that day that means you're not getting it wow <laughs> and so there was a, that so there's this competitive nature that i think she has that's built into her and it's not even a learned thing it's just i feel like it's in her dna where she's like i'm going to get that thing and i'm going to get it now and then um you know never ever be at the back of the line you know and here we are very much of hey everybody just queue up that's fine you know we'll get in the line everybody will get it because there's enough stuff available and that's not what happens. That's not what the world is like, you know? And it's interesting because for me to unlearn that is really hard. Um, and But that's also what my competitive nature is, that I'm going to be the first, I'm going to get it. And, and that's fine that, you know, we're going we're gonna to have to get to the front of this line to get it. Um, and of course, it's been tempered and it's been sort of westernized in the sense that I'm not going to trample over people to get it. But at the end of the day, like that's kind of what the environment that they were growing up in is that you, if you want to feed your kids and somebody else gets trampled, then they get trampled. Like, <laughs> um, you know, and that's how a third world country is. There's not enough for everybody. That's just that's just how it is. And um, so, um, that's kind of the environment that they grew up in, and um, they tried to make it as um, 
nice for us as possible um, in that process as well. My mom was the first of the, I think she was the first of the daughters-in-law to actually continue to hold a job because it was expected that once they got married that they wouldn't work. And it wasn't that they didn't need the money. It was that culturally it was seen as a as a bad thing that if you have a woman in the house who is married, who's working, you know? Uh, and so um, she's like, now, well, I, my parents educated me. I'm, I'm doing this, you know? And she also, I think, um, where we were in a very um, uh, extended family, everybody was living under the same roof. You know, there was like all the all the sons and their wives and the unmarried daughters and the kids and the grandparents. And um, we, I think, I don't know if we were the first or the one of the first, we moved out of the house. She moved out of the house. Wow. Uh, and um, so, and she, demonstrated that it's possible to do it you know that it's okay to do that yeah. uh, you know there's space issues there's privacy issues they're just in general sort of um the ability to exist and have a a decent life and i think she got it way further way faster than other people that it's possible to do um that you can do this and it's okay you you're not going to lose your family relations you know we can live nearby and all this other stuff but when you think about how change occurs, it occurs with people like her. You know, they do little things and they show that it's possible Then other people do it, but then they never get recognized for it. You know, obviously it's a billion people in there, you, you don't know, but there's uh, lots of women like that who are working and who are doing things, who are changing changing the face of things that um, are, um, that we're sort of enjoying now, you know, and uh, and, and, I, and I'll be, I say this often, it's always the woman, it's never the man. And with all due respect to my father, you know, it's very, very traditional. But I think women in general are the forgers of the future that are not ever going to be recognized for it. And they're perfectly fine with it to a degree, you know. But um, I mean, it's up to people like me, like their offspring to be like, no, no, this happened because of you. You know, this is your, this is your doing. And the reason why, you know, your granddaughters are thriving in a, you know, in a Spanish speaking school is because that one day when you were like, I'm leaving, I'm taking my kids with me, you know, and my husband's coming with me too. Like, wow. <laughs> and, she sounds like a phenomenal oh, woman. Oh, she's really awesome. Yeah. yeah, where, yeah. where is she now? They live in Eastern Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And even with, she has uh, currently, it's so interesting that fire where she has, um, she was diagnosed with uh, uh, breast cancer a couple of years ago. And um, she, they told her, you know, we're gonna do all this chemo and radiation first, and then we'll do a mastectomy, and then we'll get the tumor out. And she's like, well, I kind of want the tumor out now. And they were like, no, no, this is the protocol. She goes, no, but that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> she's like, I want the tumor out now. And I was like, mom, she just hear them, like listen to them. She's like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why don't they just take it out now? It's just gonna, I just want it out of my body, yeah. you know? So she actually found a physician at UPenn and she talked to her and she said, fine, I'll do this for you. And they did, they did a mastectomy, a unilateral mastectomy, pulled the tumors out and her chemotherapy decreased by like two cycles as a result of it. And, um, you know, it was so interesting that I'm like, even now you're still fighting about this thing. And then, at the, you know, she called me and she goes, yeah, they did it. They said it was a good idea. I told you so. I was like, you're not even an oncologist. <laughs> just... She sounds like a pioneer. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's but, you amazing. know, it's like your mom. Like, you know, it's she's done amazing things, too, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's not like anybody's going to be like, oh, 
it's because of that what she did, you know? I mean, when I was talking to her last time she was visiting, the first time that I met her, you know, all those things, I really was so intrigued and just really wanted to know, like, how'd you end up in St. Louis? Like, what happened there? How did you do this? And, you know, and her sister and everything, they don't give themselves enough credit. No. And they're like, oh, you know, it's okay. No, it's okay. No, you know, I'm like, well, you should eat first or you should do this or no, it's okay. You, you, it's okay. You do it first. And things <laughs> like, you know, and uh, it's those kinds of things where these women have forged this path for us to enjoy and they are never going to get recognized for it, you know? And they're, they're always like, like exactly what she said there, that your mom said, it's okay. No, it's not okay. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely not okay. And uh, so what Hey Jen's mom does, your mom, my mom, others, especially immigrant moms, I mean, and here's too, like, the fact to pick up and move to another continent, it's not, it's not easy to do. I, I don't know anybody here who would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Unless it's like Europe where like, oh, they, I can get by. There's other, like, <laughs> there's other white people there. They speak English. You know, I'm like, okay, no. I don't have to it. use an outhouse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So so how many siblings do you have? I have one. Uh, Your one, brother. One brother, yeah. Is he younger? He's younger. Okay. Yeah. So who, so it sounds like your mom was really influential growing up. Yeah. Is there anyone else that really, like, had an impact on you in your childhood? Um, you know, I think um, once we, especially because we moved when we were, when I was 10, that it was just the family unit. So you grow closer together, like immigrant families, you go really closer. It's just the four of us. But um, when I moved here, over here, it was all because of um, my uncle, her brother. And I still sort of, I, he's passed away since he... Um, and, and young, he passed away really young. He um, had this like weird brain cancer that like, you know, like you hear about this, like this cancer, like only like very smart people get. And he's one of those people. And uh, he passed away uh, young as a result of it. But I would probably point to that him besides my parents as from an influence perspective, because he too was very, he forged a path ahead and he was always very positive. He was always so good and he was so, um, I mean, it's, it doesn't do justice to say that he was a nice person. He was so kind and so full of gratitude. And, um, you know, he um, was taken away too early. But I think about him a lot. You know, I see him. You know, I ask him questions. You're so dumb, right? I like, oh, what do you think I should do? Should I do this or should I do that? And, uh, and at least I don't the... think that's dumb at all. <laughs> yeah, so... you're staying connected. That's yeah. important yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, honoring. So I see him a lot, and I, that's the person who probably influenced me more than uh, my parents. What was his name? Uh, Devakar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, lo I love giving a moment for Devakar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you have two daughters. Two. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and you have five studios. Almost five, yes. Almost five yeah. by the end of this year. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your studios first. Yeah. I, I want to hear, like, like your vision, like what you want for people coming into your your space and, and yeah. experiencing the practice, like what what your philosophy is, all the all the things. Yeah. Um, so I think that when we first started our studios in 2013, you know, we were teaching yoga. We were teaching 90-minute uh, hot yoga classes. They were based on the Bikram method. And we intentionally separated from that and cut, and we call it original hot yoga. And initially for the first year, two years, as we were just teaching yoga, we, you know, come in, do yoga, leave, whatever. 
um, I think when we opened our second studio and we got in, really got into it, we changed in the sense that we no longer just teach yoga. We actually build communities. And what that means is that, you know, the thing that we were talking about before, where you have a chance of people engaging with you and sharing things with you, they do that with other people too. And they are our friendships and things that developed as a result of the yoga studio, the hot room being here, then um, that would not have happened as a, otherwise, you know. And so th that community has been great because then they end up holding each other accountable. You don't need a phone call from me to be like, why haven't you been to yoga? Somebody else will call you. And establishing that community has been, is, is our mission, is to say, we will provide a space for people to come in and be their best selves, you know, and to bring their true self into the space. And yes, you'll do yoga. Yes, you will exercise. Yes, it'll be hard, but you'll be better for it as a result. And so um, when we think about what else we want to do and why we want to expand is that we want to be able to bring that sense of community, especially now more than ever, to different parts of the, uh, of the world. Um, one of the reasons why our fifth studio we're looking at Bloomington is because we didn't want people to wait until later in their life to experience a sense of what this can bring to you. We want to bring it to a younger, younger population. With the, with the university there. And exactly. And, and so the, you know, yoga in it, at the base of it, it offers a coping mechanism that is, that you should be incorporating in your life. At the high end of it, it offers a community that can help you, you know, whether you want to, how you want to engage them to solve problems or whatnot. So I wanted, we wanted that option available to a crowd that's younger. Like they shouldn't be in their mid twenties after their first job and be like, oh, now I need yoga. Like figure out how to incorporate it when you're 17 or 18 years old and then you'll be able to deal with those things later on in life a lot better. Yes. You know? And, um, um, you know, we see that already here where a lot of people are bringing their kids with them or they want to, they ask questions about, hey, how can we do this? How do we do this on, you know? And now that we have an online option available, people I think are doing that a lot more than they have ever before. But that's the philosophy of it. The hot room is not just a place to get your yoga on. And, and if it is, that's fine. That's, it's there for that too, uh, to enhance your other, um, you know, exercise routines where we have the hardcore ha athletes and everything else in there, dancers and just amazing people. But then it's also a place where people come and they literally they come in like, oh, thank God I'm here, you know? Um, and um, uh, it's the faces of the people that they see, you know, the regulars, and they're called by their first name, and they're asked how they're doing, and genuinely there's a pause to be like, how are you? And then you stop, and they're like, oh, you really want to know how I am, you know? Again, I kind of do, you know? And then um, it's uh, it's that kind of philosophy that's making it more of a, uh, it's, it's not just a corner business, you know, so... Yeah, I hear that you want people to feel empowered to connect with each other, connected, and a sense of relief. Mm -hmm. Sounds like. Is there anything else that you want your clients to feel when they come and when they leave? No, I think that uh, you know, I think that captures a lot of it. I think we're still evolving and growing. We still find that there's, um, and it's, it's not just a hey, this is just for women. You know, there's a, a growing component of men as well and a growing component of uh, partners who are coming in together. You know, they may not be able to come in at the same time, but they're there and they have that shared experience. Um, so uh, a, a lot of ways to just kind of knit the community together a little bit more. And um, yeah, um, we're, we're so happy when there's people who 
find each other, whether it's it's friendship or you know um, more or or what, or even even just from a um, business perspective, they connect or they'll say, oh, do you know somebody who does this? I'm like, actually, I do, and so and so does this, and um, but that's also a part of us is that we really try to get to know what people do. You know, we can come in and say, okay. It was a it was a long day for you doing this today or that today or you know let it go or um, so yeah yeah wonderful and your daughters are they practicing yoga or are they yeah so you know they're they're eight and ten so what uh, um, my older one does and what we do with um, if they are uh, girls are actually better at yoga earlier than men are just their focus is just a lot better you know? <laughs> uh, and uh, to be st- that doing that for an hour so because of the heat we have them do just uh the standing series outside and then the floor series they'll come in for and um so then it'll be about you know the four season an hour class is about 20 minutes and so this way they can build it up and they can they can see what that feels like and um go from there it's just a natural even if they don't want to do the standing series they just want to do the 20 minutes that's fine too but they're into so many other things. My older one does gymnastics, and the younger one does dance, and I think they'll incorporate it soon into their into their practice. And they're um, learning Spanish. They're, yeah, they're learning Spanish. Yeah. So, awesome. They're yeah. so fortunate to have a dad to stand on your shoulders, someone who's so for, you know, female empowerment and, uh, yeah, and recognition. And yeah. so, um, with that being said, like when you think about raising them. Do you have an intention on what you want to teach them? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, just one thing, it's about not by standing on my shoulders, it's about standing on our shoulders. And in my, my, I want to just include my wife in the process yeah. because she is we the haven't talked about the her. Room. Yeah, <laughs> she is the, the driving force behind a lot of this stuff where and her sort of relentless sort of this pursuit. And, um, you know, we see all these things about and I said this before, the things about resist and persist and, and all this other stuff, that's her, you know? And uh, she'll never, she's like my mom. She's never going to be like, okay, this is what happened and I did it. She, it just happens. And it's up to people like me to be like, no, it happened because of you, you know? And I want the, our daughters to know that, you know? Um, so um, so it's our shoulders. That, that I, I'm so glad you brought that up because there's just something I want to say there that, um, you know, if Heijin does listen to this like it's important for the recognition um because of also the celebration Mm -hmm. to celebrate what you've accomplished with the people you love yeah so i'm glad that you're highlighting that for her no absolutely and i don't think that she gets enough credit for it and i know that she gets a lot of flack for it when something goes wrong but this studio would not have been here these this community would not have been here if it wasn't for her Mm -hmm. and the again it goes back to women forging forward and not that men can't do it but I just want to make sure that they that it's clear that there's just as many women doing just as many important things as men are, and um, sometimes even more because they have an empathy uh, button that others don't. You know that sometimes I find that men don't, and I also want my daughters to see you can do whatever the hell you want to. You know, <laughs> and here's a great example. Here's your mom. Here's your grandma's. You know. Um, and uh, here's Miss Marianne. She's doing great things too, you know. And so um, you can see that. And I, 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 and I try to highlight those examples every time, so that it's not foreign to them. You know, it's not so. It's so she. They won't have to fight through things that my mom had to fight through. Um, you know, about just. I just wanted to give it a try. And I'm like, no, you're a woman. You shouldn't be doing that. You know. So, but yeah. So. Um, uh, 
that's that's it. So. And then, is there anything you? I mean, since you brought Hajin up, is there anything you want her to know, or that you feel is important for her to hear from you? Um, I'm sure you talk to her every day, but you know it's different whenever. Oh uh, yeah, on a podcast, and you're <laughs> saying, speaking to her. No, I I uh, every day I'm just uh, awed by her. I think she is again the driving force. I think. Um, um, I every every minute I get a chance to spend with her, I'm very very excited about. And she's always like, you know, I don't know if I told you this or maybe the last time, but to going out with her. And she's like, I just want to sit and talk. She's like, What are we gonna talk about? What do you want to do? I said, You know, what do you think is gonna happen? I said, I just want to learn something new about you, you know, and I want to get to know you better. And she always laughs. She goes, You know, we've been married for so long. You know, you, How long? you know everything. We were married in 2008, so this is our. We've been married 12 years now. Wow. And then we we knew each other a few years before then. And um, so I said, no, it's every, th- every time I learn something new, you know, even 12, 14 years later, I, I learned something new. And she's always laughing about that kind of stuff. But uh, I love that. Um, but uh, no, I just would. Um, I am honored to be by her side. So. I love that. She she was such a wonderful human being. I mean, to really like honor your mother, honor your daughters, honor your wife, as well as have this intention for your clients to experience a community and with all of that being said you know i asked this question what do you think humanity needs most um you know i think that especially now because you see so many things come out um there's just this understanding of um and just a chance to understand where somebody else is really coming from and um conversation you know i think that when you think about even in our studio we don't have everybody who is um, you know, a certain political affiliation. We have a mix of everybody. We really do. People have told me that, you know, the the point that you were making earlier when people tell you things, they tell you all that stuff and they're like, well, this is who I voted for and this is why. And, <laughs> but it's, it, so it's, they're all there. It's just a fact that, and, and they're, they're all communicating. They're all talking. They're all understanding each other. And it's just that when you get further and further away from that, it's so hard to even consider somebody else's point of view. Um, and I am no, by no means affiliating with any specific party, but it's just that I think that, and even in, in general, um, being an immigrant, um, as you'll understand, and whether or not you grew up here, you look different, you know, you will always be, they'll always be like, where are you from? And you're like, I'm from freaking St. Louis, like, leave me the hell alone, you know? And, um, I get a lot of those questions as well, but all of a sudden you're in this category and you're already being separated out. Now, it could be good or bad. You don't know. You don't know. But the fact is it happens. And um, it is something that you just have to kind of figure out how to get through. And there are some people who, for that, it's a, it's a good thing. Like, oh, cool. It's great. They're different. He's different. She's different. That's awesome. You know, we'll learn something from them. For others, it's maybe not as be as positive, you know. Um, but the conversation really helps to get things there, to understand. And, and, um, and that's why I think that the, you know, mission of the hot room to provide a community where people can engage and learn from each other is so much more important now yeah. than it has ever been before. Yeah. I hear, again, I hear connection. I hear um, really like that um, space for that conversation to evolve where you're really authentically, honestly engaging with someone 
And of course, you know, you mentioned kindness and gratitude too. Yeah. All of that gets woven into Absolutely. Like, conversation isn't something anyone has said before because um, they usually pick a value or, or whatnot. But with conversation, there's so much invitation and possibility. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And even, and you know, we talk about podcasts, we talk about, you know, looking at your face, but like then you get to look at somebody's face, you know, and you get to look at, see what they're doing and what that means. And, um, you the know, body language. Body language, absolutely. Yeah. So even if they do it over Zoom, it's fine. You know, it's funny because we did Zoom classes over the pandemic and we then launched this amazingly professional platform, you know, as it well. It looks so good. I took a um, class. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, so the hot room now. Um, and people are like, kind of like the Zoom stuff better. I'm like, really? <laughs> Zoom was like in my living room. Like, <laughs> You, you like to see that stuff and it wasn't that it wasn't at all the technology piece of it. it was the connection piece it's how do I I know him like I want to know and the dog walks by and I'm like oh, wait. <laughs> but that they get more, to see your dog, dog does not mean I'm inviting you you know like um and uh yeah they get to see me talk they get to see the real me you know and um so it, it's so interesting and uh that that's what people resonate a lot with and that proves to you that it's alive, the community is alive, that that needs to happen, that connection needs to happen and that conversations need to take place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you talked about in our conversation looking at your face, so bringing it back to uh, the mirror, what do you see? Um, I see I have big teeth. <laughs> I love your teeth, by the way. You've got great teeth. Uh, no, I, you know, I, I generally see a pleasant person, I see a warm face, I see, um, somebody who is approachable um, and um, yes, I see very bushy eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, your drive. We didn't talk about that, but you had uh, talked about it when you were, you know, going for it. Yeah, that's drive. So uh, there's this woman who comes to um, the studio and she's like, I can fix that for you. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I went and she did the threading on my eyes. It was the most painful experience oh. of my life. And she goes, this is me paying you back for all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all those heated postures yeah yeah they come out, i'm like they still look so bushy and she goes they're the cleanest i've ever seen them i'm like oh thank you <laughs> so now i can look at your face <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um what else what else do i see i see you know the thing that i always notice is that um how clear my eyes are and I am very, very grateful for that um, because it means that either I've been arrested or, you know, they're not bloodshot and there's not anything wrong. Because I always like, it's all diagnostic, right? Like, why is, why is that happening that way? Why is that thing over there, you know? Uh, so, feel yeah. sharp. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Handsome so, man. Uh, Handsome thank man. Thank you so much, Ashish. I'm so glad I got to speak with you Me today. Me too. And Me too. This has been fun. Yeah. And um, hopefully, Heijin will come on too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I bet your your uh, community too would just be honored to to hear this. So thank you. Yeah. yeah with we'll your intentions share. and everything. So, yeah. so thank Great. you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Humanity Speaks podcast. With the rise of social media engagement and video conference calls, many people are feeling more self-conscious about seeing themselves face on. I believe that if you love yourself when you see yourself, you elevate humanity, which is why I've created programs to help people love who they see in the mirror. I wanna show you how to look at yourself with love, compassion, and acceptance, so you can share your strengths, presence, and talents with pride. 
The best part is we can work together one-on-one in a group program or even in person. Simply visit MarianneTelkovsky.com or follow me on Instagram at MarianneTelkovsky and we can get started right now on your path to radical self-acceptance, healthy aging, and building your radiant energy. Until next time, signing off, this is Marianne Telkovsky with Humanity Speaks.